Welcome to the Bitchin' Brainstorm podcast with Elaine the Brain Terso. I believe that every problem has a solution. So the episodes you will hear will be live strategy calls with real entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck. We will spend a few minutes bitching about the struggle and then move forward with finding solutions. You will hear topics about launching offers, mindset, marketing, strategy, and so much more. Remember, we are both the problem and the solution. Now let's get out of our own damn way and get shit done. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to receive a live strategy call, please visit bitchandbrainstorm.com and fill out an application. We would love to have you as our next guest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bitch and Brainstorm podcast. I am your host, Elaine the Brain Terso, and I'm here with a new friend, very exciting, and she is going to introduce herself and tell us um, what she is struggling with so we can help her get out of her own damn way. So <laughs> you've got the floor. <laughs> Thank you so much. My name is Marielle Fry. I'm the founder and owner of Travel Experiences Reimagined, where right now I'm a podcast where each and every Friday I release a new episode talking about people who lead experiences, whether you're a tour guide, a tour operator, or you lead right a hiking trail, um, an adventure, a group itinerary tourism company, anything related to experiences is who I interview. I do a blog as well. So I am always talking about things to do, top tours to do, places to see. And the biggest thing for me that I'm struggling with, right? I'd like to create money, right? And to monetize on this. And so there's so many ways that you can do it but I want to obviously find a quicker and quote unquote easier way, which building an audience is very difficult. It's something I am struggling with. Um, there's so much out there. I am, you know, investing in SEO because I feel you never know what social media, what's going to happen, but I am doing social media, trying to do the posts, the reels, you know, the TikToks, all of that. So for me, it's just trying to figure out ways to really make money from this. You know, I've thought about sponsorships, collaborations, doing YouTube ads, if I start a YouTube channel. Um, so I'm really feel it all over the place. I have, I love my mission of talking about experiences and talking about travel. It's a passion and a fire within my belly, but I'm really struggling to figure out the best ways to monetize. There's a lot of travel bloggers. It's a very competitive space. So for me, it's just figuring out what to do and how to get there, really the A to B. Okay. So I have some follow-up questions for you. Sure. Um, so do you, are you trying to um, use the podcast as a way to bring people into hiring you for anything? Do you offer any sort of service or do you sell anything? Or are you just trying to focus on monetizing the podcast? So it's been a little bit of both. I know I just launched a couple months ago. So for me, it's, I wanted to sell two tour guides, but what I realized is when you look at the market and demographics, right, I'm kind of analytical in this sense. There's about 55,000 tour guides in the world, maybe 60,000. There's hundreds of millions of people wanting to travel. And so as much as I'd love to focus on the service and helping social media management for tour guides, I realized that there's a massive market in helping actual travelers. And so as much as I want to create a service for tour guides, I just don't think the ROI is there. So I have to be realistic of, okay, I need to talk to more of a traveler. So I'm, I'm kind of in a twofold. I want to offer a service. I want to offer passive income where I've come up with an idea of kind of a digital asset that I'd like to sell. 
but at the same time, I'd like to monetize, right? I have like a really big, scary goal of wanting to be on like a big network to talk about experiences, right? And to interview people who do crazy experiences all over the world and to be able to go on like a major network, right? Whether it's like a Hulu or a Disney or whatever, like I would love to do that. Clearly I'm not a celebrity, so that's <laughs> that's a tougher and bigger ambitious goal, but I'd love to do something along those lines of talking to people, being in front of people, just really showcasing my voice, asking really good questions and finding some type of way to make money from it. And I think that's a really hard thing because to your point, you need some type of service, but I don't know what that service is because I don't want to be a travel agent. I've realized I've worked in travel agency. I don't love it. I feel it's a bit salesy. And with, you know, COVID and everything, it's just not where I want to go. I want to talk about it from more of like a, I'm going to say influencer blogger perspective, just putting a different spin on it to talk more about local tourism and local things to do whether it's next door to you or whether it's halfway across the world. So I really try on my podcast to unlock like those hidden gems, those hidden places off the beaten path and to get into really interesting conversation. So I think I'm just struggling to try to figure it out a little bit. So one of the things that, um, that came up is um, itineraries. And is that something that you've ever considered offering is not necessarily being a travel agent, but like, for example, um, I had my hairstylist appointment a couple of weeks ago and she's like, we want to go to Greece, but I don't know where the best places to stay. I don't know where the best places to go. I don't know all the cool things to go do. And what, who do I go to? And I'm like, well, I have a travel agent that could probably help you. But I mean, the, the, the idea of just being able to put together an itinerary for someone, um, they may already have their flights booked, their hotel booked and all that other kind of stuff. But once you get there, where do you go? What do you do? How do you enjoy the, the place that you're in some hidden gems, you know, like that kind of thing. Have you ever thought about that? Yes. I've thought about doing custom itineraries where I'd like to do kind of a twofold on it, where it's a digital asset, right. Of say it's 1999, but I'm writing out every single like thing to do in that city or town. But I also would like to have someone pay for me, you know, whatever price I come up with mm-hmm. as like a perfect itinerary. Cause one of the things I thought about doing was an online course as coming up with how to set up your perfect three-day itinerary and not even so much the pre- like pre-planning. I feel people kind of know with hotel air and car, but it's the planning of how you want to plan your day. And I feel I have a system that I've used in the past that I felt completed. And I want to call it, you know, the three, what did I call it? The three full day itinerary of planning your perfect, you know, city vacation. Mm -hmm. So really see one city in three days, I think is the right amount of time that I've realized. And so I'd love to, again, do some type of itinerary, come up with some type of online course to create that people can buy as a digital asset. Um, I think the course idea, um, would more be ideal for travel agents who want to learn how to create better itineraries. I don't Mm. think you're going to find travelers interested in purchasing a course for that purpose. I think they're really looking for the customized feature where you're doing it for them versus them learning how to do it. I mean, you could absolutely sell it to both people, but I think you would find that travel agents and tour guides may be interested more in purchasing the course to learn how to do that. So if that's something that you can teach, 
then by all means, right? Teach it live and then have the replay available as a course with workbooks and, you know, all that other kind of things so that people can, you know, have that digital asset that you're talking about. Um, so that is something that I definitely think that you could like, you want to get them from the podcast to what, like, what's mm -hmm. the thing you want them to, to buy what thing, what is the thing that you're trying to promote? Um, and you mentioned YouTube. So are you taking the interviews that you're doing with your guests? Are you turning those into videos on YouTube? So I, I've been nervous to do video because I think the editing is a little bit different. I'm really particular about my audio and I really want good sound and quality audio. And I've realized through video that can be kind of misleading and not as great, but I've realized I know there's a massive market. So I was thinking about for now, right? Taking the audio that I have and putting it on YouTube. But I think starting next year, you know, this year I have all my episodes until probably end of August, early September. So this year is kind of a wash for me to do the video, but that's something I'd like to do 2023 is to do a video kind of like this and then to put it out there. I've just noticed a lot of people that I've seen doing it not be super successful. And so I don't want to get into the situation where I'm investing into doing video and doing this cool thing. And then it just doesn't go anywhere. And it like, nobody sees it, you know, cause it's so saturated. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of on the fence of like really wanting to do it, but is it really going to go anywhere? Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things you mentioned is travel bloggers, right. And, um, having a travel blog style YouTube channel, I think is, is this something that people would tune in for? You know, um, I once saw this woman, uh, you mentioned TikTok and I love TikTok. I talk about TikTok all the time. My husband's like, oh my God, she's sending me another TikTok video. <laughs> I love them. I, I do. But one of the things that I saw on there that was like, wow, that's so cool is that someone was like, they documented their entire experience of traveling to Maldives. Right. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to go there. Right. And I was like, basically she, she like documented everything, how much it cost her to get there. Um, they stayed in this place where they could shower at this airport, you know, all of the things that you don't really think about. Um, she talked about it and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Um, and so if you are big in the travel space, all you're doing, just sharing your experiences and allowing people to come on the journey with you people love that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So don't think that just because you're not some famous influencer that you don't have something to share because you do, right? We're all unique individuals. We all have our own experiences and we can tell other people about our personal experiences. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? But it's going to take time to build that following and that audience and and for people, you want to figure out what do you want people to know you for? And once you figure that out, that's your brand. Like, what do you, you can curate that. You can, you can be that thing. So my thing is Elaine, the brain, right? It's rhyme. It right. Like my name never rhymed with anything cool as a kid. It wasn't until I became an adult <laughs> that I figured out that Elaine, the brain rhymed, right? My name never rhymed with anything cool. I was Elaine, the pain. I was Elaine who went on a train to Maine and it was so dumb. I was so mad, but never Elaine, the brain. And so now that's the thing that I've curated. And so being able to 
have brain somewhere in my branding has been really impactful because it's memorable. People are like, oh, what is that? Right. Elaine, the brain. And then they talk to me and they're like, yep, she's Elaine, the brain, right? She totally. And I, I demonstrate that. So what do you want people to know you for? What do you want them to come to you for? I really want them to come to me about, to your point, experiences and talking about hidden gems and talking about local things. Because one of the things I'm looking to do for YouTube, I really want to start a video series because I, a girlfriend of mine, long story, does will do the production for me. And so I'm actually looking to meet tour guides in person. And I really want to do a sneak peek, you know, behind the scenes look of what these tours are. So in exchange for doing the tour for free, quote unquote, I'm going to be interviewing them. I'm going to be walking and talking and actually stopping into these cool places and going into, okay, we're stopping here and here. And if you do this tour, you know, you're going to experience these things. So it gives you that little taste and teaser behind it, which is Mm -hmm. why I want to focus a little bit on video. I think the only thing is for me is I, I travel, but I'm not like massively traveling all the time. So I need to be realistic in the approach of, okay, but I'm not traveling all the time. How can I interview people locally to me? How can I even travel maybe a handful of times a year to do it? How can I get sponsorships of tourism boards or hotels or other people paying for me to do this? Because I want to interview these people. I want to be able to be a voice. I think the biggest thing for me is trying to figure out a way to eventually grow the audience and monetize to get the sponsorships of people. Well, I think you're missing that you think you have to be there, but the thing is, is that you don't have to be there because with the, uh, the cool invention of video, right? People can take video. So you can say, okay, um, I want to connect with a local tour guide in Las Vegas. Okay. Las Vegas has a lot of actually really cool hidden gems that I had no idea about. Right. So you can collaborate and find someone in that area and say, Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to give you some exposure. And this is what I would need from you. I need a video. I need you talking about this. I'm going to create a video of me asking you questions. And I need you to submit video clips of you answering these questions. And you can essentially storyboard out how you want that video to look and ask them to submit clips so that you can provide them with exposure. Um, If someone has questions about the area, this is who they go to. Like you're essentially trying to put someone else on the map. Honestly, like that's what you're trying to do. And so to someone else, they may be like, oh my gosh, that's so great. I would love to do that. They may already have videos of hidden gems that you can already take clips from and edit and turn it into something really cool, right? So it doesn't have to be that you are necessarily there. You can still provide the content without you being there because of the magic of video and editing and the way that you can edit that kind of thing. You can make it look like you're there. You can green screen that, right? Like there's so many cool things that you can do in order to provide that side of kind of hidden gem content to your followers, you know? That's definitely an interesting thought. I think for me, I'm so picky about like anything like visual or audio because I really want it to look nice. And to your point nowadays, you can do certain green screen, but mm-hmm. my fear is it's just not going to look right. And I have to rely on somebody else for, really good visual. And if you're just doing it on a phone, you know, I want, 
some, I want it to look professional, right? I feel like if it's my name on it, like a brand, I want it to look really good, you know, and I'm going to be a little picky about it because I want it to look really nice, right? I know that doesn't matter at the end of the day, it's SEO and keyword and other things, but I don't want it to look like crap because I've seen some crap that is crap and you think, Ugh, I don't want to even watch it anymore. So I'm really particular on how it looks. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that as the, you know, person who is in, who is deciding that you get to decide what's good, what's not, what's usable, what's not. Um, you can put out specifications. Um, and I, I mean, it depends on the type of phone they have. Like there's some really good phones that take really amazing video, right. And some that are absolutely awful. And so you can put specifications of what it is that you need in order to con- to complete this. But you also want to think about how long is the video going to be? Is this going to be, you know, a 30 second Instagram reel? Are you like taking a 10 minute, a 10 minute video that they put together? And then are you going to splice it up and put it into the various, you know, outlets out there? So like that one piece of content can generate so much stuff. And then you can take the audio from that and also, you know, turn that into podcasts and things like that. So there's a lot of things that you could do to repurpose and recycle that sort of content. Yeah, no. And that makes sense. I think for me, it's just, I'm going to be kind of picky about how I want certain things. And I just want to make sure it looks good. Cause for me, the, the magic of being in person, right. When you think of Anthony Bourdain and you think of Lisa Ling and all these people, they're in person with them, right. Mm-hmm. There's something really special about that connection and that energy that you just don't get right with zoom. And don't get me wrong. I love doing zoom and I love doing the audio for recording but there is something to be said about being in person. And so for mm-hmm. me, I just really like that. I'm, I'm with that person. I'm walking with that person. Like, like I'm doing it with them. It's like, I'm holding their hand with the person watching this saying, I'm a tourist too. I'm just like you, I'm doing this alongside. So that's my only kind of hold back from doing it with, you know, kind of the virtual thing. And I get it. That's kind of the world we're in, but I, I still feel there's something really special about the energy of like being next to somebody versus kind of going back and forth virtually. Yeah. So if that's something that you are committed to doing, then I would say, um, creating yourself a plan an itinerary, if you will, of when are you going to go to these different places? Who are you going to meet up with and just create a plan that this is the route you want to take and how can you monetize that? You know, I know that monetization is really important to you. And so thinking about how can you monetize that? And so are these come, are these tour guides going to be paying for you to give them exposure? So it's free, right? For me, I have to do everything free right now because a lot, you know, with the pandemic, everybody's hurting in tourism. It's just not a place where I can really ask for all this money unless you're a really big company like a TripAdvisor or an Airbnb. So I'm asking these little guys to do this, right? It's for me a collaboration and it's partnership and it's it's elevating their audience with mine to eventually grow. So for me right now, I'm going into New York in a couple of weeks, right? I have four tours in two days that mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing, you know, a whole setup breakdown, interviewing in person, like the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And I have, again, like my friend who does production. So that's what I'm doing right now because that's where I'm local to down the road and travel again, that adds up. That's not cheap to mm-hmm. do that. So I have yep. to be realistic on how to make money to get to that point where I can travel. And that's like the struggle for me because I want to be able to, 
meet again, not travel all the time and not every day, but if I'm able to go to a city and get a couple tours booked, it's almost like, okay, the, the thing to do in Nashville, right. Or interviewing, you know, the food tour guy in Nashville, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I know to, my thing is I want to get to that point, but I know I need to make money. And I think there, for me, I know that's like a really big reach, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I know I need to figure out something. And that's where I'm honestly struggling. Yeah. So when you think about, you know, um, one of the things that you're going to have to do is figure out what are you selling? Um, and, and this kind of video thing is in my mind, it kind of becomes secondary. It's not the primary, right? So your primary is going to be, this is how I earn an, how I earn income. And it's going to have to be some sort of service or a product or something along those lines. It's going to help you fund the side project, right. Of, of creating this sort of video and all of the costs that are associated with that. You know what I mean? Um, so let's kind of brainstorm, um, some things that you have maybe thought about selling before, um, or things that you think that the industry is lacking right now that you could, um, I'm all about filling the gap because I believe there's a gold mine in the gap. And when you can figure out what sets you apart and what makes you different, that's where everything kind of falls into motion. And it puts you into a new category where you're getting all of the attention, all of the traffic, all of the leads, because you're doing something different that no one else is doing. Right. So, um, so do you have any products or services that you have thought about in the past or something that you wanted to do and you tried to do and it didn't really work out or anything like that? So one of the digital products I want to do, and I actually, it's funny, I posted this a while ago and I had some positive reviews and feedback after, but my, especially my dad, he, when we traveled to Vietnam, he made this little card of conversion, right? So from a US dollar to a dong, from then to a dong to a US dollar, And so I thought, hmm, this is really interesting. So I started to create a template where I'm doing it for a bunch of different countries right now. So I'm doing Thailand, right? From, you know, the bot to the dollar and the dollar to the bot. So when you travel, right, you can print this little thing out or save it as a digital thing on your phone, however you want to do it. But it's almost like a cheat sheet, right? That you can look at this and say, oh, all right, this is kind of the conversion. So you're not going on your phone, right? Say you lose Wi-Fi, say something happens, at least you have this little piece of paper that you could put in a wallet, you can laminate it however you want to do it. And I thought that was a really good idea. So that's something I want to sell. And that's something I'm creating on the back end to, you know, I want to kind of put it on Etsy first, because that's, you know, you have to go where your audience is. I can't put it on my website, because I don't get enough traffic or people but I want to put it on somewhere where they are getting a lot of traffic and a lot of people are searching for certain things. So that's one of the places. Um, Thought about doing kind of, again, custom itineraries too, to do like a beautiful thing of things to do and really kind of doing a deeper dive. And again, reaching out to my network of tour guides, right? Because I interview them to ask them, hey, what are the top things to do? What are, you know, the hidden gems that I wouldn't know about? Because I'm building this array of network right now. Another thing I thought about doing, which is kind of ambitious, but I need to reach out to some people on this, is kind of create my own affiliate program. I work, obviously, I do affiliate programs like Expedia, Get Your Guide, et cetera. But those guys take 20, 30% of anybody who is a tour guide. And so I'm thinking, well, why can't I try to create my own affiliate program? Like, why can't tour guides come to me if I do a link to their website? Whoever clicks on that link, I get a percentage of it, right, and pays for it. 
So I'd love to do something like that because I actually have had people book tours because of listening to the podcast. So I've thought about trying to create like my own type of affiliate link. Again, for the service, the big box, I really wanted to do some type of social media management or something along the way of like teaching tour guides how to be more effective and responsive on social media. And if there's tour guides that aren't on social media, how to get them on social media. But again, what I've realized is when you compare 55,000 tour guides to hundreds of millions of travelers, I have to go with the travelers because there's just a lot more people that could be interested. So I'm, tr- I'm struggling to figure out like what my, because I think of like coaching, right? And the tiers and the funnel and how to get people through. I don't know what my funnel should be, right? I don't want to do travel agent. I can only go so far with custom itineraries. So I don't know what that thing is that I could make that big ticket item to sell, right? I look at someone like my sister-in-law who I'm going to say kind of got lucky, but I kind of wanted to mimic her business, but it's a little bit different. She interviews tour guide, I'm sorry, uh, artists, and she has them pay a submission fee for a chance to be featured on her page. And then she just came out with a magazine where people can pay for advertisements and pay for, um, you know, a space to be interviewed thought about doing something like that but I know that's not a cheap thing to start and that's something I don't want to go into a rabbit hole of um because people get plenty of magazines like why would my magazine be any quote-unquote different um so I've thought about a lot of different things and I think I'm just struggling to figure out like what makes the most sense what's the best ROI like what could I really sell based on what I'm doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's where I'm seriously struggling well one of the things about the itineraries is that you know, you can create a custom itinerary for one person and then you can resell that, right? It doesn't have to be only two, like you could do a custom itinerary for, let's say, um, I'm going to use Greece as an example. Okay. Cause my hairstyle is going to Greece. So she's going with her, her husband and her daughter. What if there was someone with a larger family? What about someone who's just there on a, a solo trip? What about someone who's there on a romantic getaway, right? And so you could create these different kind of itineraries for Greece and people could purchase, like you've already created them, right? And so you can um, collect data from the tour guides and put it into an itinerary and then sell that along with your money conversion cheat sheet. Um, And then the cool thing is, is that you can also sell these to travel agents. So as much as you think that you're, you're like, well, there's more travelers and there are tour guides. I think that you're missing the idea that you could be the go-to person to help tour guides just because there's more travelers and there are tour guides. How many of the tour guides are actually having successful businesses because they're doing all their marketing right. And if they're not, then they're, they're missing out on opportunities and they need help to have, to attract the travelers. And so just because there's not, there's not as many tour guides as there are travelers, I think you're missing that there could be, the gold mine could be in that right there, right? That that's a thing that you could be known for is because you want to interview tour guides, you want to do videos with them. You want to do all this other kind of stuff is that you could, and, and providing social media marketing and tips and templates and things like that to struggling tour guides who are looking for, 
you know, I don't have time to market my business. I need some help having someone who knows the ins and outs of social media and how to make stories and how to, you know, make a grid and do all of the things that are required. You could be kind of that, that go between of, you know, the industry, you know, social media. And so you can, in my mind, help the tour guide. They're the little guy, right? They're the ones who are trying to attract the travelers and getting inside the mind of a traveler. Um, you know how to help them. Yeah, I like that. I think that's such a good idea. And to almost create some type of like bundle template to sell things individually. But if you want to buy the bundle, it's a little bit cheaper and you get all of this. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and you could say, you know, um, that you could help them create like a whole grid, a whole month's worth of content with, you know, pictures and, you know, all they got to do is send, send pictures, right? We went on a, um, a whale tour excursion and they sent us all the pictures. Someone was like a photographer on the boat taking pictures so that we could just enjoy it and not have to focus on, oh, we got to get my phone out and all the, you know, all the thing to capture, you know, the wildlife or see the whales or whatever. Like we could just enjoy the experience. So a lot of those tour guides probably have photos that they could send you that you can use in their marketing. You know what I mean? And it's just a matter of, they just may not have the time or the technology skills in order to really do the things that they need in order to attract the travelers to their business. Yeah, no. And that makes sense. I don't really have social media background per se. Like I don't, like I've never like managed another social media account. So that would be kind of new to me. Um, so I think that's something I would learn if I go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so many, I mean, oh my goodness gracious. There's so much out there. The thing though, is that you could honestly um, collaborate with a social media manager and you can just help them develop the content because really the content is the king. And then they could hire their own social media manager or someone in the office. They just don't know what to say and they don't know what to post. And so um, being able to help them just get creative and let's showcase the hidden gems. Let's showcase um, the things to do. Let's showcase some tips. We're like, we're going to go on this hike. And these are some of the things that you need to bring with you. Um, these are the, the best times to go on around at this location where we are. Um, make your reservations. I mean, the call to actions and things like that. So I think, you know, it's just a matter of helping them figure out what to say and how to attract their audience. But you don't necessarily have to be the one that manages their social media. There are social media managers out there you know, so don't, I'm, I'm a firm believer of don't do things that don't bring you joy. If it doesn't bring you joy and it's not like super exciting to do it, then don't do it. You know, you have to do the things that, that, that make you happy. hundred percent. I definitely yeah. agree with that. So yeah. I like that you said that. Yeah. Um, and then as far as, you know, the podcast is concerned, um, how many like listeners do you have on a regular basis right now? So I average around 30 to hundred. And I think it depends okay. on the episode because it depends on where, right. When it's mm -hmm. a more London, Paris, Italy, I get more people. If it's something, you know, even Puerto Rico, I think I got a lot, but if it's something that's like not as exciting, I don't get as many. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it just depends, right. It really depends on the location. 
So, cause I write location, you know, I'm trying to do all the SEO things, but I'm always writing lo- like the tour name and location. Cause I think mm-hmm. location is really important yeah. to add in there. Cause obviously if it's Sicily, right. People want to go to Sicily. So they're going to listen to that episode, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, it's, I'm trying to bring it all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing for me is I really just have a format of an introduction, a background about the person, why they became a tour guide, talking about their tour, right. How to prepare, what you need, best times to go, how long is it, blah, blah, blah. Then I go into really kind of fun facts, you know, top places, hidden gems, and I get into that conversation. And then toward the end, I ask, well, how do you want people to feel when they experience your tour? Because I think a lot of times we want to relate to a feeling, right? When I talk about energy, we want to relate to something, whether you want to feel excited, whether you want to feel surprised, whether you want, I mean, I've had some incredible responses to that question. And I like that question at the end. And then at the end, it's like, you know, plug social website and how to book your tour. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me, so I have my intro and outro, but I know I need to change my outro to have that call to action, right? Because right now I just have it as if you're a tour guide, please submit. But mm-hmm. I know I need to change that to sell. And I haven't wanted to change it yet because I don't, haven't thought about like what to sell to get mm-hmm. to that point. Because I'm really, yeah. for me, it's just figuring out, the, my, my biggest thing is figuring out the funnel, right? It's like, yeah. I know the podcast is the top part of it, but Mm -hmm. then it's like going down and down to figure out, okay, well, what can I sell them as like, you know, the cheaper offer and then getting to the bigger offer. Right. And it's getting to that point. So I think my biggest thing is trying to figure out like what that thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you transcribe your podcast? Yes. I add it to every blog post. So what I do is I copy, I use Descript. And mm-hmm. so I put the audio in there, I edit it a little bit, and then I just put it at the bottom of my blog post. So it shows up in more words, which mm-hmm. I've heard mixed things from people. Some people say you should do it. Some people say don't do it, but I've heard to do it really for SEO purposes and to mm-hmm. get more of the keywords in there. Cause chances mm-hmm. are, we're talking about travel. We're talking about experiences. Yeah. We're talking mm-hmm. about tour guides and all those mm-hmm. things. So I, I personally keep it in there. Yeah. So that's I think- how I'm able to make it long. Yeah. I think having a blog, um, to go with a blog to go with a podcast is a good idea because not everybody is a, is a listener. Some people are readers. Some people want to be able to save it for later and be able to like find the, the things, the gems, the, you know, the steps, the tips, all of those sorts of things. And having to go back and listen can be like, oh, now I have to go back and write it down. So I think having, especially for the type of podcast that you have, I think it's smart to have that also as a blog post that people can read and refer back to and save. Um, and then the next question is, are you putting, um, this, uh, blog post on Pinterest? So that's something I need to do. Um, I put it a little bit on the back burner, but I didn't know the best way to market it. Right. Cause I don't, I could say like, you know, top five things to do or, you know, yeah. Paris, France. Like, I don't yeah. know the best way to market that because I mm-hmm. don't want to just throw something on there. I'm, I'm thoughtful with Pinterest and I want to have the, you know, the two to three ratio. I want to have the good picture. I want to have the good, mm-hmm. you know, copyright in there. I just don't know the best way to put it on Pinterest because I want to do Pinterest. I just don't yeah. know the best way to market on Pinterest for yeah. the blog. So I would focus on what was the topic of the podcast, like what was like maybe a hidden gem. So maybe they're talking about hidden gems, or maybe they're talking about the ways to prepare for going to Paris, like the things you need to know. So take the, like you can have, you can have five links. Um, you can have five pins 
going to the same link. So what that means is that you could do five separate Pinterest posts about each of the topics that you talk about on the podcast, and then they can all go to that same blog post link and you're totally fine. So you could totally do that and have, you know, and just um, Canva has great Pinterest graphics, Mm -hmm. plop the plop a different picture in there, change up the title, why they want to come and learn about whatever it is that you're, you know, whatever it is you're talking about that, how to the tips, all of the things, things you need to know before you go to Paris, blah, blah, blah. And then put five up there. You can have five different posts going to the same blog post link and you'll be totally fine. No, that's good to know. Yeah. I yeah. definitely need to get on my Pinterest game and it's something yeah. I've kind of put on the back burner. Cause yeah. for me, the biggest thing is like, how, like the best way to promote it. Right. Like I want to be thoughtful mm-hmm. in that approach. Cause I want people obviously to cook it and to put, mm-hmm. you know, on the blog. So I think that's a good way to do it. Well, you, one of the things you can do on Pinterest that I don't think a lot of people realize is that, you know, you can have what's called the business hub, right. Where you yes. have a profile, you have your website, things like that on there, but you can create boards based on location, right? So you could have a whole board for Paris. You could have a whole board for Costa Rica. You could have a whole board for New York, right? And basically now, anytime that you have a blog that goes along with that, now you've got pins that you can put in those boards. And then you can have another board that's travel tips you can have. And maybe it could be like, for example, my business bestie wrote a book about travel tips for women, how to have safe travel tips for women. So you could fill those boards with other pins and other things that you find, um, that can go to affiliate links. So she has a whole Amazon affiliate link thing shopping for her travel her travel accessories, her favorite suitcases, her favorite, um, airplane accessories, her packing list, all of the things, right? So you could essentially curate these different boards. Um, and that's all you got to do because then when people start searching for Paris, they're going to plan their vacation. Pinterest is the number three search engine. So Google's number one, YouTube's number two, and Pinterest is number three. So I think you could really, um, with, you know, the SEO that you're doing is so great. I am so excited to hear that you get SEO. And so now let's get that SEO to another platform so that people can actually start, you know, going to your, to going to your, um, your blogs, and then you could start, um, you know, um, selling ad space on your blogs, especially for travel. Yeah, that's something I will actually want to do. So one of the things I'm looking to do is on my podcast page. So a couple things on this, on my podcast page, I do the featured guests of the week. So every Friday that changes to a new guest underneath that I do featured locations. And so the goal of that is to get like a, again, like a tourism board or a hotel or like like whatever I can do to get that city um, to, to my page, right? And to say, hey, if you, that's like one of my most popular pages, you know, I get this many viewers, right? If I charge you X amount to be on this for six months and then link it to a blog, link it to your website, 
you know, as, as a way to advertise, right? So I've thought about that, you know, I'm on Squarespace, so I don't know how much flexibility I have in regards to creating types of ad space, but I want to create something to advertise. And so I thought of the location as something to consider, because I think people do look at location when they think of traveling somewhere. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're going to, you know, create basically like a travel guide, um, or something like that, like you could essentially put together, like you were talking about your friend, um, or your sister created a magazine, you can create a free magazine and issue, right. And have, that's something that you could actually sell. And so you could create a travel guide with your favorite places and the hidden gems that go with those based on all the conversations that you've had. Now you have something that you can approach them and say, Hey, I would love to feature your logo. If you would like to put in a a coupon or something like that, like I'm putting together this, this thing and collecting money for ad space. So for example, our local newspaper did, they do a, um, they do this very sneaky thing. Um, and it's a, the best of, okay. The best of Kitsap County, um, or best of central Kitsap or best of North Kitsap or whatever. And they, they section it out. So what people do is they go on and they nominate their favorite place. They nominate their favorite restaurant. They nominate their favorite burger, yada, yada, yada. And then guess what they do now they have this this, you know, um, special section in the newspaper that has all the winners. Guess what they're doing? Selling ad space for the people that are, that are recipients or like the top three or whatever. Um, Hey, you want to add a thank you ad into this thing, thanking the people that voted for you. You want to add a coupon in here as a way to sell ad space. And people think that it's all about, it's not, it's a way for them to make money and to generate income for their struggling newspaper. Do you see what I'm saying? And so they're posing it (laughs) as vote for your favorite, but really what they're doing is they're trying to build up their SEO. They're trying to build up their traffic. They're trying to sell ads because if you come and visit their website in order to vote for the people, you're going to see ads. So they're not stupid they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Right. And I, cause I, when I was a photographer, I was nominated multiple times as best photographer. And then I win. Hey, would you like to buy an ad? I was like, sneaky bitches. <laughs> Brilliant, but sneaky bitches. Right. So that is sneaky. <laughs> it is sneaky. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think you have you have a lot to offer and it's just a matter of figuring out specifically what you want to offer. What do you want to be known for? Who do you want to cater to? Are you more for tour guides? Are you more for the traveler? And once you figure that thing out, I really think that your niche is the tour guide. I really do. I think that you have an, an, who else thinks about the tour guide? All they're thinking about is the traveler right? Everybody wants the traveler. So you're competing with those millions of travelers compared to you're only trying to, um, get business of 50,000 tour guides, right? Who's thinking about the tour guide? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me to your point, and that's where I struggle with the who, right? Because I do realize that I, I talk to both, right? I talk to the tour guide because 
I'm asking them to come on. I'm asking them to interview. I, I'm getting so involved in it. But I know travelers listen because they want to know about the place. So I right. think this is where I truly struggle. And I, I've mm-hmm. tried to talk to people about this. And I really don't know like the better way <laughs> mm-hmm. to do it because I, I want the travelers to listen, right? I know that will get my engagement up for podcasting and things like that. Yes. It's so not, I'm, your your I'm podcast stuck. is for tour guides to promote to travelers. You're yeah. not interviewing travelers. You're interviewing tour guides in order to provide you know, tips and suggestions to travelers, right? So really what you're trying to do is connect the tour guides and the travelers. You're trying to be that person that is giving them space and a voice to share about Mm -hmm. what they have to offer, attracting the traveler. But really who you're helping is the tour guide. You're helping them to get out there and put themselves out there in a way that maybe they never would have done otherwise. And they haven't. And that's the thing I don't, I've tried to, so for me, I've tried to look up this type of, you know, format and people doing it. And there's maybe one or two other people like interviewing tour guides. There's Mm -hmm. one guy who does, I think his name's tourpreneur and, but he does it more from a marketing perspective. So Mm -hmm. he has a tour guide come on and says, well, how are you marketing yourself? Right. How Mm -hmm. are you putting yourself out there? I'm coming Mm -hmm. at it from more of an authentic approach of knowing local tourism, trying to unleash those hidden gems, trying to bring up local businesses. So I'm looking to angle that approach. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about marketing. I'm really talking yeah. about it from like a more authentic voice. Right. Yeah. So that's how you stand out. So you're trying to connect tour guides to travelers. So although your podcast, you're not interviewing travelers, you're interviewing tour guides, right? And so then since travelers are the ones listening to the podcast, then you can, um, you know, sell the itineraries. You can sell, um, you can do affiliates. So if they click this link that you have in the, in the description and it goes to that tour guide and they book with you, you should be getting a kickback from that. Absolutely. Like, I think that's a legitimate way to monetize that podcast, right? Is if you, if you listen to this and you go click over there, you know, that you should be getting a kickback. Um, for sure. And I want to make my own affiliate program. So that's the thing. I think when a lot of these tour guides that I'm interviewing, maybe they're on Airbnb, but there's no kickback on Airbnb, mm-hmm. maybe TripAdvisor, but a lot of them are getting off of it or just going on it for exposure. They're not actually selling their tours. So a lot of these guys that I'm personally interviewing are just doing it from their own website. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'd want to make an affiliate of like, let's say three to 5%, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to compete with the guys charging so much that people Mm -hmm. are so frustrated. But if I can charge a lower affiliate link and I'm giving them all this exposure that they wouldn't normally get, Mm -hmm. that's to me more of a winner in that because I'm giving them more value versus just a trip advisor that's throwing them on and based on the algorithm and, you know, reviews, maybe you'll get to the top, right? Mm -hmm. So- That's what I need to figure out how to build because that's something that's so out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, there are some um, programs out there that are all about affiliates. Um, I cannot recall the name of them at the moment, but um, you can Google, you know, how to set up an affiliate program. But I think, you know, the hard part for you is that um, now some places, some websites, you can sign up to be an affiliate and then they give you the they give you the link and you are sharing the link. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so being able to figure out how you're giving a link that goes to their website, how are they going to track that it came from you? Right. So that's what you're going to have to figure out. Um, I actually, I can, um, when we're done, I can give you, um, the name of, I have a friend who is a website developer and she does coding. And so maybe there's something that she knows about that is, um, the exact thing that you need, right? Because it's just a matter of it's a logistics and it's, it's about data, right? That's really what it's about. And so connecting data together. So she's the data girl, she's the coder, and she may have a simple solution or a simple answer to that, um, that my brain is not um, even no, that's okay. at the moment. Right. So I it's can hard for me to explain that too, by the way, cause I've tried to explain this and people mm-hmm. don't get it. They think, Oh, just go to TripAdvisor and get a link. But like, I want to create my own affiliate that I can link out. So that's a hard thing that I've struggled to explain. And I can only do it through talking when I try yeah. to type it. It's, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, um, sound right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how to connect, how to notify, that website, that that link came from you and that, you know what I mean? It's just a matter of how do you set that up? How do you communicate? So there needs to just be an agreement, right? That there's an agreement that this is how, this is, this is how you do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. And that's something I want to look into. It's just something that I've tried to look into and I can't wrap my brain around it because it's kind of complicated. So I definitely need some help in that space. Yeah. Um, and then do you have an Amazon affiliate? Yes, I do. And I've okay. been using it a little bit. So, okay, good. So being able to have a place for travelers to go and click to purchase these items, maybe, you know, that they were discussed in the show, um, in the podcast episode or in the blog or something like that. And it's easy click here. We talked about this. This is the exact product we talked about. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. starting to do that. And then other blog posts that I'm doing as well, right. I'm writing, you know, there's affiliate. Cause like, I'll, I'm also just reaching out to companies and I'm getting affiliate links through some of them too, which is yeah. great. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going on it from both ends. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the company. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It does. There's so many companies and a lot of them do have affiliate programs. So definitely using those. And then, um, you know, creating social media management, um, social media content, or templates or something like that specifically for tour guides. So I think those, the custom itineraries, creating the cheat sheet, the the money conversion cheat sheet, um, the affiliate programs for for tour guides and social media templates for tour guides, I think are all legitimate um, ways that you can earn income, you know? And then if you wanted to do a course on creating itineraries for tour guides or travel agents or something like that, you could definitely put together a course for something like that and sell that as well. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I think, you know, I like the idea of it because like I said, I think a lot of people, like there's little things that I want to add in there, right. Of like, when I travel to Europe, for example, like when I land, the first thing I do is shower. And I know that's like a silly thing to say, but it's something I want to add because it's something that maybe it'll make you feel refreshed or feel better. And it'll make you feel more confident when you go and walk outside. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, I really want to create this online course to really talk about the little things that you don't think about. 
that could really make such an impact on your trip that makes it so much better than you could have ever imagined. Yeah. And so I think selling it to travel agents probably is a better approach because then they can help outline an entire itinerary for somebody. Yeah. But you know, the other thing too, is that you could turn that into an ebook to sell directly to travelers, you know, um, versus a course. So you want to think about teaching versus educating different. Okay. Yeah. So you can educate in an ebook and sell that directly to travelers and you can create a course to teach travel agents how to create a three-day itinerary when someone is going to a new city. So there's, there's a lot of different things, audiences in there, but they're all kind of coming through the same funnel. They're all in the travel space. And it's just a matter of what you're trying to do is capitalize on all of the people that are coming, whether a tour guide, an agent, a traveler, you've got three kind of funnels. You've got three funnels there, right? Um, And then you have the actual location and the vendors and all of the venues and the restaurants and all of the things. So there's kind of four. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I think, you know, my biggest thing is I want to, in my tagline, right, for Instagram, and Facebook, I want to have it. So like I help blank do blank. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out like how to define that. <laughs> and yeah. I can't figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really struggling. Like I want to say you, I help tour guides. You help connect tour guides and travelers to create the most, the best possible experience. You, you want to have, um, you want to talk about travel experiences. So what you're trying mm-hmm. to do, you're trying to connect them together and say, Hey, travelers, I met this cool tour guide. And these are all the cool things that I learned. You should definitely book with them. So I want to write this down. I help connect tour guides and travelers. Yeah. To, to have, um, amazing travel experiences, um, that are, and find the hidden gems of the locations that they're going to, you know, like that kind of thing. I can try to word that a little bit smaller, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Writing this down. I like to write too. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we recorded this because you can always come back and listen to it and say, what did you yes. say? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. I'm going to listen to this because I know I need the help, but, but yeah, I, I love everything you've said. And for me, like I said, I, I sometimes think having too many audiences is bad, but I think in the travel space, I've realized I am talking to people and I love the clarity that you gave me. It's talking to tour guides who talk to travelers because what I'm doing is I'm collaborating, you know, on Instagram, you can do the collaborate thing now. Mm -hmm. And so I collaborate, right. And I Mm -hmm. add the tour guide to it. So I'm getting more exposure. It's getting more people. I'm getting more Mm -hmm. followers. And so more and more people are listening to it and it becomes a snowball effect because what my sister-in-law did, she ends up, she pays a lot of money, but she pays money to collaborate with people who have bigger audiences than her and they do exhibits. And so one of the things I tried to think about was who could I like pay, right. And try to collaborate with on a bigger scale. And I, again, I don't know if that fits with my business. Well, it's just, it's very different. So I don't know if I could, if I can do that, but Mm -hmm. it's something I've thought about because again, I need to make money in order to, you know, pay people to fund the traveling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so from here, where do you think, where do you think is going to be like, your focus moving forward? Like, what do you, what's I think it's all of it. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's all of it. I think the big thing for me, like I've told you before 
it's, it is building that traffic through SEO. I definitely need to focus on Pinterest. That's something I really want to do. I love how you mentioned the boards with locations. To me, I think that that's such a fun way to talk about it. And I know Pinterest is something that's kind of been on the back burner, but I know I need to put it more forward. Mm-hmm. So for me, I know I want to work on that because again, I think SEO is really important. I think with mm-hmm. social media, it's kind of a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Instagram is going to be around forever, but mm-hmm. MySpace you know, isn't around. So right. I know <laughs> you have know. to think about it. Like, is yes. this going to be around forever? Like right. I need to start to think of more organic search. So for me, yeah. that's really big. I really want to think of these other digital PDFs that we've mentioned in terms of this money converter, in terms of doing itineraries, custom itineraries. I guess the biggest thing for me is do I sell it on my website or mm-hmm. do you sell it on Etsy? Because that's where I struggle too. It's like, if I'm putting on my website, how I'm not getting as much traffic as I would be with mm-hmm. other places. Well, just remember Etsy is going to take a crap ton of your money, right? I know. So you can, um, you know, you can have, you can do both, you know, and depending on where they find you. Um, but you know, having your, having your blogs meant have your links to the yes. things that you're selling, mm-hmm. having pin and then right that then is in Pinterest. So then you can also create links to those, you know, your travel itinerary. That's another whole Pinterest thing, right? So you can bypass Etsy, um, by doing that. The other thing I'm just thinking about this, this little thing popped in my head. Um, I had a gal that I spoke with that, um, started, a like mind collective. And basically what that is, it's a opportunity to connect brands with influencers so that small brands can find influencers, no matter how large their audience size is. And you can, so you may find, um, travel influencers or, um, someone else, you know what I mean? Like in that space or brands, even that are in the travel space that you could connect with. And, you know, you could say, I'd like to be an influencer for you or something like that, you know? So, um, so that is a new, um, community that, uh, popped up like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. So it's called like-mind collective, like-minded collective. Um, and it's, I think it's L M I'll have to find the link and send it to you. Um, but you should be able to Google it and find like-minded collective. Perfect. Yeah. So it's a, um, you know, it was a gal that started a candle company and she had a really hard time finding influencers or she wasn't a big enough brand where an influencer wanted to promote her business because she wasn't big enough yet. Right. So there was, she was like, you know what, this is BS. Like I, why does it matter how many or how big or how much income or whatever? Like if I want to grow my business using influencers, I should be able to find someone and let's make it easier. So she decided to solve that problem and build, build her own website. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, um, always the potential that you could as well, if you wanted to build a community of tour guides and, and, and connect travelers and tour guides, you could totally do that. You know, I'm, I'm building a website, um, soon for connecting service-based entrepreneurs with people that want to hire a VA or hire a website developer or whatever, and not have to sort through a thousand profiles on Fiverr. Yeah, that's a great idea. I I like that. And to your point with the community, that's something I really want to do 
And I was going to do it through Facebook um, Mm because that seems to be like the natural way to do it. But I would like to, because so there's another company called, I think it's Well-Traveled Club. And what they do is they charge $50 a month and they curate, right? Like the places to stay, the things to do and the restaurants to go to. And they have other, so their mission is getting other people writing into it, right? So say you or I were part of this. You went to Aspen and I want to go to Aspen. You write out your whole itinerary and I could see, oh, Elaine actually went there and I could see all the things she did. Like how smart is that, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I know obviously that's not my idea, but I'd love to create some type of community for tour guides and travelers to talk about local things and to charge like $10 a month, $20 a month, whatever it is to build that out. I think the big thing for me, I know community is a lot of work. I know community can be really difficult to build over time. Um, And the biggest thing is like always keeping it fresh and always keeping people engaged and Mm -hmm. all of that. So it's something I I thought, do I really want to tackle this? You know, is that something I really want to get into? And that's kind of put that on the back burner because I know it seems, you know, kind of hard to build that. Well, here's the thing. Let me just tell you this. Um, and this could be a, a long-term plan for you, right? So I'm not charging the people that are looking for the service. I'm charging the membership is with the people who have the service. The service providers join as a member and there's a three-tiered membership. So the people that are actually looking for them, they're, they're paying marketing dollars. This is a marketing expense. So tour guides, travel agents, et cetera, they're the ones that are funding the website. The users, the travelers could come and say, we want to go to New York. They click on New York and now they have a list of all the places in New York, all the tour guides, all the, and travel agents that specialize in that. They could buy a custom itinerary. They could, you know what I mean? Like, so it can be location specific. Like, where do you want to go? So literally website pops up. Where do you want to go? They type in wherever they want to go. Boom. Now they have tons of resources and information and travel agents could be promoting themselves on your website. Tour guides could be, could be promoting themselves on your website of, and basically like, Hey, we specialize in doing tours, you know, like the, instead of the buses, like they're doing their own private tours or whatever there it is that they're doing. So it gives them an opportunity to promote themselves. Um, and it's location specific, right? So then travel agents could say, well, I specialize in Disneyland. I specialize in international tours and my specialty is Paris and Greece and London and Amsterdam and whatever. Right. So now they're like, oh, this is the one to go to because she specializes in that or people that offer those international tours where the travel agent goes with them and becomes the tour guide, right? So there's a whole slew of things that you could do that are based on the traveler going to find the, where they want to go. And then these are the, the recommendations. These are the, you know, all of the things. And it's the, the people who are promoting themselves on your website they're the ones that are paying for it because it's a marketing expense. Yeah, I really like that idea. That almost, I mean, to me, it almost sounds like a trip advisor in a weird way, mm-hmm. but I want to market it as location and local tourism, right? I want mm-hmm. it to be something along the lines of 
if you're coming to my website and you're looking for something, it means that you're getting something really special, right? Mm-hmm. You're finding that hidden mm-hmm. gem, you're finding that unique thing. And it's almost mm-hmm. creating this like massive SE. Like, I wouldn't even know how to like start doing something like that. You well, know, but I the think- thing is TripAdvisor is more for the DIYer, mm. right? Right. I don't want to DIY my trip. I just want someone to tell me where the hell I'm going and show me, tell me where, where to go. Right. And so being able to connect them with travel agents that specialize in specific locations or tour guides that specialize and come here and come book a a whale watching tour. Right. So we went to Portland and they had a chocolate tour. Right. I literally found it from Googling things to do in Portland. Right. And so that's literally how we found out about it. Otherwise, I don't ever know that there was a chocolate tour, <laughs> right? Like how cool yeah. is that, right? One of those little hidden gems, you know? Um, but being able to go to a website where it's all laid out for me and it's so much easier to find and I'm finding people that can help me. I'm finding people, you know, and the fact that travel agents are free. I mean, they're getting paid by their vendors. They're not getting paid by the, by the customer. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like there's, and a lot of people don't realize that, right. They think travel agents are charging them a fee and some do because they're like, well, if I'm going to write an itinerary for you, I'm going to. Oh yeah. They charge service fees, but they also make commission from the vendor, right? That's what a lot of them usually do. So exactly. Yep. But being able to connect people with you know, and I don't know if this already exists, like this could totally already exist. And I have no idea about it because I'm not in the travel space, you know, but, but having, you know, basically what you're doing is taking the concept that I have envisioned and, uh, and doing it for travel, right. I have someone else doing it for, um, aging parents. Like when you need to find a caregiver because your parents are aging and they need to go into, you know, a nursing home or whatever, they're putting together a whole thing for around the whole country of, if you need this support, if your parent lives in Arizona and they're moving to um, New Mexico, like how do we connect those services together? Right. So it's just basically you're creating a search engine. That's really, and that's something I thought about like a long time ago. And I've had people kind of tell me you're crazy. Why would you create that? That's like a big project because the big thing is would I put that under my website would I have to create a whole new website and new brand because I think I probably would have to right well you can connect so you can have your your website and then you can click here so you can have your own you know um, I'm having my friend that I was telling you about code me an entire website because this is gonna I'm gonna need coding because doing a search engine is there's a lot of data stuff behind the scenes, right? You got to build profiles and tags and all that other kind of stuff and make it easy for people to search. So, um, same like you would on Fiverr, right? What are you looking for? And they're going to, you're going to type in what it is that you need. And then you're going to get a thousand profiles. I don't want that. I want only three profiles, right? I want it to be more search specific. So it's just a matter of the, the backend data, collecting the backend data, and then having someone code that for you. Um, and so I have a website on Squarespace. This new website is going to be built on Wix because it has that capability and as well as having a forum, as well as having, having memberships and having profiles and things like that. And so it's a little easier to code 
than it would be to create all that on Squarespace. So I'm keeping my Squarespace website with, hey, if you want to check out the Dream Team directory, click here, boom, pops up, right? So that I'm keeping my brand, the Dream Team directory, I want to eventually sell that. Like, I don't want to be a website developer. That's not my goal. I just see a need and I want to fill the need. But my goal is to, is to sell it one day. So I have to have it completely separate. You know what I mean? So you can maintain your brand. And then this is a thing that you do. And guess what? You're on it. You're promoting your damn self on there, right? As someone who can help with whatever, you know, then you have the podcast, you can have blogs, articles, all the things, connect all the things and, you know, allow people to really create a one-stop shop for travelers who maybe don't want to DIY it. Like that's not, that's not your audience. Your audience are people that are, that don't want to DIY their trip. Like they really want everything laid out. They do. Trip advisor is for the DIY traveler. You're trying to provide services and whatever to someone who does not want to DIY their travel. They want someone to do it for them. And they are trying to find someone who specializes specifically in the location that they're going to. Yeah, for me, that makes sense because if I were able to create this whole website, right, Mm -hmm. it's connecting these tour guides who Mm -hmm. already know the local area, but it's Mm -hmm. helping the travelers find these local tour guides and whether they want to sell, you know, a $4.99 itinerary, right, they can sell it through the website and I would take a small commission, Mm -hmm. right, like whatever that system is. I think the big thing for me is, to your point, I would need a website developer. I know that doesn't, is not cheap. And I know that would be an entire process for me to do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it could be a long-term plan. <laughs> yeah. It could yeah. be something that, you know, you, you work on a little bit at a time, you know, and, um, you know, save some of some save income from the things that you earn and put a certain percentage aside in order to build the, in order to make the big dream happen. But I mean, even if that's only if in my mind, if that's in alignment with what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. No, and I like that long-term thing because I think for me that just that just keeps my wheels going, you know, and it makes me think about it. But it's also collecting monthly income, membership income, or one, you know, ad space and all of the things related to travel. So it could be, you know, the big money maker. Yeah, it's gonna cost money up front, but it will pay for itself in in no time by having people, you know, tour guides and travel agents have a buy a membership in order for people to find them. Yeah. No, so, I like that idea. That's a good long-term like plan for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So was this helpful for you? Yes, very. This was, you know, I've talked to a couple people now just trying to get ideas and bounce stuff off and you've probably been the most honest and helpful and just realistic and like really understanding what like I need and mm-hmm like listening to me. And I know that sounds really silly, but I think people can listen, but it doesn't mean they're really listening. Yeah. I hear you. Well, I'm so happy that you were able to come on and we were able to problem solve a little bit for you and hopefully give you some clarity so that you can move forward and start making some money. Yes. Yes. I think (laughs) everything you've taught me makes sense. I really, you know, my biggest thing is I want to change my outro, want to get into Pinterest marketing. I want to figure out, you know, my my thing, right? I help people do this, right? And getting really clear on that. So then people know they can reach out to me, right? 
they need help with this, they know to come to me and it's getting niche down on that specifically and, and getting that. Cause I think for me, it's like, I'm writing, I help connect tour guide and travelers to have amazing travel experiences and find hidden gems of locations they're going to like, that feels a little long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I need to find a way to kind of shorten that a bit, but I like the idea of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's just, you're connecting tour guides and and travelers. I mean, honestly, that's what you're doing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So them tour guides need to be, you know, Hey, <laughs> if you're sending people my way, they need to be giving you a kickback for sure. Yeah. And that's yeah. something I know I need to, I need to figure out that whole affiliate marketing thing. And yeah. that's something that it's a little mm-hmm. above my head to be honest, but mm-hmm. I need to figure out something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, it was lovely talking with you and meeting with you. So thank you so much for being a guest and, um, I hope this was really helpful. So thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been really helpful. I just really appreciate you taking the time and talking me through it. I think when you're an entrepreneur, it can be really lonely. And if nobody understands you, you just Mm -hmm. are sitting there by yourself with your thoughts and that's not fun. (laughs) No, it is not been there, done that, got the (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I can't be in that place. I really need to like talk to somebody and like talk through it. Cause that's how I gain more clarity. Yeah. I have a talk it out buddy. I recommend everybody have a talk it out buddy. Um, it's just, it's what everybody needs in order to process what's going on in your head and figure out, like, as you say it out loud, you're like, Oh, that's not what I want to do at all. That doesn't know. You know what I mean? So it's just nice to have someone that you can bounce stuff off of. So I'm glad that I could be your talk it out buddy today. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Elaine. All right. See you guys later. Have a great day.